106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. As I said a moment ago on Fix It Radio, Jeff Corwin with us today from JC's British and 4x4. And you've got a special guest on the phone you have drug in here. Yeah, I do. Um, so he's a, a friend of mine through the training company that I work with, uh, Fernando, uh, from the Transformers Institute Automotive Training Company. And nice. he's got a huge history in the industry uh, and specifically more on the parts end of things. So. It was just really a, a great opportunity to be able to invite him on board. Nice. Fernando, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Good morning, guys. Uh, hopefully you can hear me okay. Oh, uh, yeah, you're fine. No, perfect. I, good, good. You're perfect. Uh, I wanted to do this live, and, and I hope I get the opportunity to do that in the future. I will drag you in. No, Never fear. Good. Never yeah. fear. We'll good. get you in here at some point. So for all, everybody listening, I'm going to do things a little bit differently today because my grandson's want me to go to Monster Jam with them, and it starts at 1. And you all know when my show ends, that's typically at 1. So we're going to do something a little different today. Jeff and I will be here until the uh, top of the noon hour, and then we're going to head out. I'm going to go to Monster Jam, and you will hear this hour replayed from noon to 1. So all of you listening now, if it is you know close to you know 12.06 or so, you'll know that we're not live. Don't call in. So here's the, here's the thing, what I'm trying to get at. If you have a question that you want answered live... Call us now, because we will not be doing those calls live from the noon to 1 o'clock hour. So if you've got a question for us, please let us know, and we'll get rolling along. So let's do that. We've got Bob calling in from Lakewood already. Bob and Lakewood, you are next, sir. What's going on? Yes, sir. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, I just love your show. Thank you. Um, you've helped me over the years so much. I mean, you guys are just fantastic. Thank you, sir. So I've got – yes, sir, thank you. Um, so I've got an old 1997 Chevy Astro all-wheel drive and i know it's an old old vehicle but i absolutely love it it's really dynamite in the snow but it is yeah it just it goes places they do i I own i own one of those back then they work great yeah yeah and so recently it's like you go to start it you turn the key and sorry for the sound effects but i don't know how else to describe this but it just goes "Eh." and then i'll turn the key off and then it'll go and then it'll start hmm. and it's progressively started getting worse the battery is putting out 13.7 volts um but i don't know if if the battery could be a problem if it's an issue with contacts on the starter i'm just i'm just at a loss so does it feel like the engine's turning over at all or is it just like it's uh, almost up against a stop, let's say, to where you hear that noise, it's not turning over, but eventually you turn, you, you cycle the key enough where it will then turn over and start? Right. It's, it's, when you first do it, it's like, okay. and it's progressively got worse, you turn the key and it go, eh, and it acts like it's trying to turn the motor over, Okay. but then it'll go, eh, 
bam, and then it'll turn the motor over, and and the thing will start. But yesterday, it 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 took a while. It's like I had to keep turning the key off, turning it on before it would actually engage the starter. So I I'm at a loss. Temperature change it at all? Hot versus cold? No, no, no. Same same thing if it's hot. Same thing if it's cold. Well. And get Jeff's opinion here. I think the first thing I would do is this is one of those where somebody really needs to have an amp clamp on the you know charging starting system and and have it you know in that starting uh, in in the battery wire I should say going down to the starter on a Chevy the solenoid and everything's all all one you know one, one unit I should say and I would be checking the amp draw on that starter at that point to determine do we just have a starter that's pulling so much amps that there's just not enough there and eventually. You know, it will it will find its sweet spot, let's say, quote unquote, and then turn over and start. But if it's if it's pulling a lot of amps, that could very well be what you're. And again, not not knowing, you know, you're you're doing a good job of describing it, but not knowing the exact sound, we're guessing. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay. You know, kind of do the voltage drop test while cranking, get an amp draw on it. Um, because we so could I have winding starting to go bad in that starter. Yeah, well, yeah. Say for example, Bob. Let's say that thing's pulling. I don't know, 400 amps. Well, I mean, that's way above what it ought to be mm-hmm. pulling for that. You know, that unit ought to pull at most 180, 200 ish, probably in that neighborhood. And if it's doing double that, which by the way they can before they before they go completely bad. If that's the case, then that's what you're hearing. I see. Okay, so is that I'm going to need to take it into a shop to test that. That all needs done on car. Yep. You can't take components off in this case and have them inspect. It's not like you can take the battery out and then have it checked. No, this is one where somebody needs to go through and look at all of it at one time. Got it. So if it won't start, I'm going to need to have it towed to to one of to one of you guys. Probably, you know. Up what, up. what part of Lakewood are you in? I'm I'm just uh, I'm west of Sheridan, two blocks north of Sixth Avenue, three blocks. So you know, roughly. You're not that far from Jeff, Sheridan. actually. At JC's British, far. yeah, you're actually you're probably as close to him as anyone. JP British. JC JC's British and four by four, and don't let that fool you. They can work on anything. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, we'll we'll tackle all all the older vehicles as well. Yeah, I was just going to say they're also Bob, one of our few. Uh, sponsors that does do some work on older vehicles, which, by the way, is getting harder and harder to find because a lot of folks, no offense, there's a lot of the other shops I've got that won't even look at a 97 Astro van. Oh, I know, I've, and I've, I've found that out. Where's J.C. British located? So we are uh, just off of Santa Fe and Hampton at 1631 okay. West Hamilton Place in Englewood. Um, phone number you want to call, 720-227-9118. And I would probably ask for me personally, given the older age of the vehicle. So ask for Jeff Corwin, and uh, I'll help you out. All right, Jeff. I'll, I'll do that. Um, I'm going to see if, uh, if if it'll start here. Probably, probably. I'm sorry. I'll give you a call probably Monday, see if it'll mm-hmm. start. If not, I'll call you, and then I've got AAA, and I'll just have AAA tow it to your shop. Sounds good. You're the man. Bob, thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. All right, so also, Jeff, before we go any further here, I drove by the new place, your new place, which Mm -hmm. is going to be on the Santa Fe end of things, not the Hamden end, and saw pretty good progress. So how are we doing there? So I have the congratulatory news that we got our occupancy permit yesterday. Nice. 
So we'll be getting moved in by the end of the month. Nice. We're, we'll make our official launch for March 1st for that location. Perfect. That's exciting, actually. It is. It is. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So. Yeah, if you guys haven't been out that area, it's uh, just drive south on Santa Fe past Hamden. Go down, what, mile, mile and a half roughly, I right. want to say. Yep. Right-hand side. Bellevue. It'll sneak up on you. Yep. I'll give you that. So as you're driving down and you start looking to the right and you notice a – a sort of off-white building with a green band, the, the rover mm-hmm. green, if you yep. would, that green band. If you see that building, that's it. Yep. You can't miss it. Yep. Looks dynamite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming along really good. It, it really does. It looks yeah. great. So, so you guys are going to be you're, you're gonna be, uh, – and Fernando, I know you've been you know, on that side with Jeff as well. This is great. This is exciting. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's only it's only a couple of days uh, uh, late, I guess, right, Jeff? Uh, yes, <laughs> only a couple of days. It's a good way of saying it. Yes, when we're counting by decades. Yes. Yeah, good one, good one, Fernando. <laughs> so, Fernando, real quick, give us your background, and I know you know Jeff sort of introduced you a moment ago, but you know you've been around the industry, especially on the parts side, for quite some time. So, give us your background there. Yeah, no, yeah, I guess you can say I kind of grew up in that industry, right? I, a long time ago, it seems like now, uh, 24, 25 years ago. Uh, I started working at a, you know, just part-time sales associate at a Advanced Auto Parts, not having any experience. Uh, you know, I just needed a job back then, uh, and quickly, uh, you know, I moved up through the ranks, became a, you know, a parts manager, then assistant manager, and within a year, even though I didn't have any experience in in the industry, I was, uh, I became a store manager. Uh, and I, you know, I did that for a few years, and eventually. Uh, you know, I, I, I moved uh, to uh, Pet Boys. I actually ran the Pet Boys on Broadway and Alameda for quite a few years. Okay. And that's when I got I got to learn uh, the uh, you know the service and tire side of things. Uh, but but more more from a corporate you know world type, right? So um, uh, I'll try to make this brief. Eventually, I moved on and started working with Advanced Auto Parts as a district manager. And uh, really, that's when when I became a district manager. I, I really believe that's when uh, my I had a mind. I had kind of a paradigm shift, and it went from having a job to really looking at it more as a career because I was enjoying it. And I figured, hey, I can do this and make make a good living. I can probably do this for for quite some time. So with Advanced Auto Parts, I really started growing. Uh, you know, became a regional sales manager, and eventually became uh, a vice president. It's kind of an executive role, vice president of sales. And got the opportunity to move to Florida, and I, I had the Florida and Puerto Rico market. Hmm. But you know, I did that for a couple of years. Uh, but knowing that you know, Colorado's home, all our friends and family sure. are here, sure. and we we love Colorado. And uh, uh, eventually, found we found our way back. And uh, long story short, uh, Greg uh, Greg Bunch, who is uh, you know a shop owner himself, but he also founded Transformers Institute about a little over five years ago. Uh, he and I uh, became really good friends over the years. Uh, first, he was my customer, and then he became my friend. And, uh, you know, when I moved back to Colorado, we really started talking about Transformers and what he had accomplished so far, but most importantly, what he wanted to accomplish in the future. And uh, over a cup of coffee, he and I figured out a way for me to come and join him and really start working on, you know, creating the infrastructure for future growth. Uh, for for all the right reasons, right? It's obviously uh, as a business we want to grow, but it's really more about you know uh, helping more more shop owners, which is really why why Transformers what was founded to begin with. Nice. So good story. Yeah. 
Fernando, thanks. No, I appreciate you joining us today. All right, guys, we're up against a break. We'll take some time out. We'll come right back. And all of our sponsors, by the way, Jeff included, they're what make this program happen on a weekly basis. And I cannot say thanks enough to them for doing that, and I really mean that. They are the reason that we're able to do this each and every week. So, you know, as our last caller said, you've been listening for a very, very long time, and we've helped a lot of people over the past, you know, 25 years roughly. But honestly, folks, we wouldn't be here without the likes of Jeff and others like him. So find all those sponsors at drive or drive-radio.com. Use them. Let them know you, use, you, know, you listen to us here. That helps you out immensely. And I know a lot of times that gets kind of slips through the cracks and you know, kind of gets forgotten about. But please let them know you heard them on air. It really does help all of us, myself included. And, again, all of our sponsors we appreciate greatly. We'll be right back, though. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8, 10, and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500 where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. Did you know that the dental health of your pet is extremely important? Your pet can also get periodontal disease, and it's one of the most common clinical conditions seen by the veterinarians at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. This may come as a surprise, but most adult dogs and cats show some signs of the disease by the time they reach three years of age. If left untreated, pet dental disease can also lead to pain, tooth loss, infection, and even damage to the vital organs such as heart, liver, and kidneys. Your pet's dental health is important to Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. In recognition of National Pet Dental Health Month, which is observed every February, we're placing the spotlight on periodontal disease and what pet owners can do to prevent and treat this serious condition. Call today and schedule your pet's exam. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. You can also visit LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston ring. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? 
When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. All right, here we go. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4. Good friend of his, Fernando, joining us as well. Lines are open, by the way. If you had a question for us, please let us know. 303-477-5600. The question of the day, actually, Ann put this one together, is what's the most annoying thing that happens when you let someone else drive your car, either with or without you in it? So what's the most annoying thing that happens when you let someone drive your car? Thoughts? Oh, I, I got a good one. That luckily, you're tall, so I can already almost well, imagine. Well, I'm what not yours even is. worried. Actually, I'm not even worried about the the seating position. <laughs> I would say high in there is if someone changes your radio presets. That's got to be like the number one. That's like a huge no no. Yeah, I don't care if you change the dial, but don't change my presets. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Which is always rough with the customer's car when you take care of it and you have to change the battery out and you lose the presets for the customer and you're like, I had to change the battery. Mine is. <laughs> And I know I'm weird, but you guys all know that. Mine is the cleanliness factor. Oh yeah. I you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give it to you clean and full of fuel. Oh, it gets returned clean and fuel. I want it back clean right. and full of fuel. That's right. And and that's just that's kind of the way I do things. Now I will also say because of you know a lot of my vehicles are on my commercial policy, and you would understand this, Jeff. When it comes to loaning vehicles, when you have a commercial policy, that gets a lot more dicey because the commercial you know, insurance writers, if you would, the underwriters of those insurance companies, they don't take too kindly to just loaning your vehicle out to just anybody. No. I don't care how well you know them. In most cases on commercial policies, you've got to have, uh, you know, you've got to run their driver's license and do a, an insurance company a will run a check and so on. And it's a little, it's not, it's, which I know a lot of you listening are like, well, what doesn't make any sense? If I've got my own, you know, policy on my own vehicle, I can loan it to anyone. It, it, it ain't the same, is it? No, no. Commercial typically is no one but employees. Right. And in it can't even be like the employee, you know, like an employee's wife. No. Nope. Oh, nope. no. That's a big one. Yeah. There are some policies for a lot of you listening, by the way, where, and this is for a lot of you business owners, you should be looking, the, looking at this as well. There are some business policies whereby the girlfriend or the wife or the kids or whatever are not even allowed to be riding in the vehicle unless Correct. it's on some sort of a commercial use that you're doing. In other words, if you just decide to go down to the lumber store in the company truck and come back and you've got wife and kids in tow, they may not be insured in that company vehicle. Right. So that's something that a lot of you need to be, if you're a, if you're a you know commercial user. Fernando, you could probably chime in on that. That one probably you, you understand as well as anyone. Yeah, I sure do. But I guess I wanted to first uh, answer, you know, what's my biggest pet Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I do that, I, 
So I, I do think, uh, first of all, uh, you know, returning a, uh, uh, the car with a full tank of gas should be the unwritten rule, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of when you got it, if, you know, what, you know how much gas you had in it, uh, you know, you should always fill it up. I think, I I, you know, I always try to do that. I think washing the car is an added bonus. Sometimes that's good or not, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, definitely full tank uh, should be a should be a must. Agree. Uh, I, I will say. You know, for me, it's really when my wife drives my car, and you know, I'm not very tall. I'm not as tall as Jeff. Actually, I I hate standing next to him because he's uh, a giant. He's tall. He <laughs> is. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. But you know, my wife is uh, five foot five feet tall, and whenever uh, we get into the expedition, uh, and she's driving, or I get into it after she's been driving it, it it has the automatic setting where it'll remember the last person that sat in it, and it pushes me all the way to the front where I'm like uh. really. You know, yeah. hitting the steering wheel. Yeah. So that one, that one's a good one for me. Yeah, that's good. That that's and, good. And, you know, it did happen to me at least once where I, I let uh, someone drive my car, and it was, uh, you know, winter, and they returned it back to me with no washer fluid, and I didn't realize that until I was on the highway, mm-hmm. and I went to, you know, hit the washer fluid, and, and then you have, uh, you know, that moment where you're not able to see anything, and I was like, oh, man. So that one was a that one sure. was a. a yeah. Anyways, makes sense. No, uh, makes sense. And by the way, those of you that are trying to call in, Larry's on the phone. Trust me, he'll get to you. Just keep trying. He's got somebody he's chatting with right now, but he'll answer your call. So if you're trying to call in and it's ringing, that's the situation. So give him a couple of minutes here, and he'll be able to answer calls. We've got some calls coming in as we speak. Again, three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Real quick though, back to the insurance side, Fernando. I'm not wrong in what I just said, am I? No, you're not. Uh, you're absolutely not wrong, and I think. You know, especially uh, as a lot of the shop owners that have, uh, you know, uh, loaner vehicles, having the right insurance uh, coverage yeah. is, is a must. Yeah, you are you are spot on. By the way, all right, we got time for another call here before we go to the bottom of the hour break. Uh, Bro and Aurora, you're up, sir. Okay, great. Uh, it's a pleasure to hear the radio show. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, hey, okay, on a, kind of a um, oh, do this quick. I went across over, I'm, on, I'm in Aurora, went over to the west. A guy had a Dodge pickup, it's a 93, and you know, the outside, nice shape, condition, not no dents or crashes or anything, and, and it starts up, runs, really good runner. It only has 60K on the dash. Now this is a 93, it's a Dodge Dakota, 3.9 B6, but it has this symptom of the fuel gauge doesn't come on, the battery uh, level sensor tells how many volts, 12 volt, the battery, no temp. Um, I get kind of an oil pressure. It's got the four gauges on the right, then the speedo, then the tack on the left. The tack doesn't um, come on. So, and then when I turn the ignition key and so on, I get no red light indicators or any lights. Now, maybe they, in some way that's kind of good, uh, go to the emission or what, and, you know, there's no ABS, there's no check engine, there's, but I don't have a fuel gauge, I don't have a battery, and I'm just, the first, in research, well, I'm wondering, can I just run a ground wire from, like, the battery and plug it into part of the back of the instrument panel or what, because... It just seems like you know what, what, and I've no. I've checked the, the answer would be the answer would be 
Probably not, and the real thing would be to figure out why is that gauge cluster not working properly, and it may very well be the cluster itself, bro, is just bad. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to put a cluster in it. Okay. Um, I don't know of any way of, of running just a – furthermore, you don't even know if it's a, if it's a ground wire problem in the first place. You'd have to diagnose that. Okay. Uh, I do have um, an acquaintance from uh, Pro Electric uh, – I do have a mechanic connection with that, but I sort of just part of the reason I'm calling is, is there, is there other listeners out there that have had these, there's quite a bit of headache factor on the internet about Dodge instrument cluster yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's very, that was a very common problem back in that day. So yeah, no, I, chances of finding yeah, somebody yeah. out there is not, not, not that, uh, not that uncommon is what I'm trying to say. Although, so this is a vehicle you're looking at buying. Is that what I'm hearing correctly? No, I've all, I've already um, already purchased the vehicle and I've already put 400 miles on it. Okay. But you know, it had the the homeowner I picked it up from said he put the new uh, fuel sender in it. Oh, and here's maybe another technical info. He he actually ran some extra wiring from the fuel sender evidently i have two or three just blank wires they have ids and i put my voltmeter and when the wires that are there the three and on i actually have a separate fuel gauge that the homeowner sent me off with um you know uh, over the counter fuel gauge and then when when i put my voltmeter on the wires uh with the with the car running I get just one volt on Yeah, there's no wire. voltage. That's You're not thinking correctly on that. For everybody listening, fuel gauges work off of ohms, not volts. And the the voltage is in the is in the gauge itself, and it has to be the at the right gauge with the right ohmage to make sure that it's reading the sending unit correctly because a lot of sending units will do things. Uh, they're not all common. Let's, let's just say it that way. S- some some will go from the low scale to the high scale, from you know low to full. Some of them do it the opposite direction. It depends on how things were set up initially. So you'd have to know exactly what the sending unit is doing on that ohms to make sure that the gauge can read that properly. The gauge is what gets the voltage, bro. Looking at the voltage coming from the sending unit won't tell you anything. Well, okay. I'm, I'm trying to hear you pretty normally, um, but... I should see what the reading is on these uh, three wires. I more or less have a ground, and then one of them's indicating a sender. And I, I, the on a 93, one, it's probably got a tank intake pump, so one of those wires is running the fuel pump would be my other guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. And this, this little pickup uh, runs superb. Uh, I didn't quite get the answer from the previous owner they had changed the speedo cable in it and um as to why or what but uh you and there's know, no I, and there's no cable on that that's all electronic also there's no cable on that well my good friend um maybe to argue i i've looked underneath that right at the very back of the tranny there appears to me a brand new install of something hmm. right right at the tail of the okay. of the transmission, and uh, I think does it have a physical cable coming out of it, or does it have a couple of wires yeah. coming out of it? Or can you no, tell? Uh, well, it, it looks like a cable. Yeah, it's, it looks like a tranny cable that I I believe goes to the speedometer. Um, but and ninety three is getting old, so I'm 
I would have to look that one up to be positive, but most of those by then were electronic. Sure, and uh, I mean, I know yeah, on the, I, I know for sure on the GM Ford side they were. I have to, I'd have to look up that particular truck to know. Bottom line, bro, somebody's got to diagnose the cluster. All that, you know, because really, didn't, okay. the, the speedos, it works. That's that's irrelevant, anyways, on all of this. The, the biggest thing you got to figure out is why is the cluster not working and 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 get that handled. And those can be. Uh, those can be bought as a remanufactured unit. You're not going to find too many new units on that one anymore. Right. I I kind of priced them the, on the yeah. net uh, yeah. uh, replacement cluster. But yeah. I, I was just curious if any of your other callers have. Okay. We'll you know, put it out there and see what happens. Bro, thanks for listening. We're up against a break. Craig, hang tight. We'll be right back. Fernando, hang tight as well. I know you dropped, but you're back. Thanks. We'll be right back, guys. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Winter is here, and we've seen snow, high winds, and fires. You need to make sure your vehicle is ready for whatever Mother Nature throws at you. Let Extreme Auto Repair get you ready for anything that may come your way. With supply chain issues affecting everything we purchase, make sure you don't delay in getting whatever you need for your car or truck done before it's too late. They service all makes and models of vehicles, and they specialize in diesel repair. Don't forget, they also sell tires, and Cooper tires are at their cost. Don't be that person who waits until the last minute to get their vehicle ready. Get into Extreme Auto Repair now. Find them at drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com, or call 303-841-1071. That's Extreme Auto Repair. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. 
Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, and we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And, yes, I did some research over the uh, uh, that break. Jeff and I both did. And, yes, the 93 was the last year uh, for a cable. That's still the old box style, and I can never remember. It's 93 or 94. Sorry. I, you know, it's a gazillion makes and models. I do my best to remember all of those. So, yes, that one would have had a cable. The uh, That was the last year for that boxy, early body style uh, Ram pickup. So, uh, it, regardless, the rest of the cluster still has to be you know, gone through and looked at as well. Craig in Wheat Ridge, you are next, sir. Hey, John. How was that snow out there plowing this morning? Oh, I went out. I was out to about 1230 last night because it was, you know, starting to taper off at about 9. So I actually went out and plowed and helped the guys out till about 1230. And then I knew I had this to do today. So I went and slept for a little bit. And here I am. Okay. And good. actually, it was, you know, um, actually, that was good. I was saying, I was telling the guys during one of the breaks that the amount of traffic at like midnight last night, on you know all of the highways, I'm thinking to myself, do you, what, do you people need a life? What are you out here doing? It's a Friday night. I'm unbelievable. No joke. Anyways, you, meaning, meaning there was a lot of traffic. Meaning out. there was a lot of traffic for midnight. Yes. Yeah, and the roads were not good. So there was I, more traffic know, at midnight than there was this morning coming in to the sh- to the station here at seven thirty. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, usually they say nothing good happens after midnight. That right? is a fact. You got that right. Okay. On your topic, uh, things that annoy you, uh, loaning a car to somebody, which I try to avoid as much as possible, but yes. loaning it to them and they bring it back empty every time they borrow yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and real quick, too, I just want to make sure I, because and Fernando chimed in on this as well, but uh, somebody actually texted and said, great point on the insurance side. When I had a fleet of electrical contracting trucks and, and employees, I had an employee's wife who got a DUI in a company F-150 she wasn't even supposed to be driving. He got fired, and his last check went to the truck to get it out of impound. So, oh, geez. yeah, those things unfortunately happen. They shouldn't, and that's a big deal for uh, an owner of a company like that because it, it just makes a huge mess, Craig. So, yeah, it's just not good. And another thing, during the whole COVID protocol, if you had to take your car in for service, you would uh, notice when you got back in your car that there was a – Extreme discoloration of the steering wheel, the door handle, the dash, everything that they touch, they spray down with alcohol, and alcohol doesn't usually, leather and plastics and rubber do not like alcohol, so you have to, you know, whatever treatment you use to keep your, you know, your leather nice and so forth, you've got to go back and reapply all that. You are correct. You are correct on that one. And, And again, that's, personally speaking, and as we all learned, uh, COVID didn't stay on surfaces long enough to where that became a big issue. Anyways, again, we didn't know that we were learning. Uh, everybody was, every industry was, but yeah, I, I'm one where, you know what, I'll take my chances on COVID, keep my vehicle the way it was. That's me. 
And then a couple. But there are people questions. paranoid about that, though. You know, Craig, you got to realize too, from a lot of the perspectives, and I know I know a lot, Jeff. You know, know a lot of the shop owners, Jeff included, where you know there was a lot of people that early on they were scared to death, and you really had to take precautions because yeah. otherwise you weren't going to be working on their vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I well, like the ozone mechanics, machine thing. Yeah. The most your mechanics use those thin blue leather gloves, anyhow, right? I mean, they're they do. I, You're yeah, correct. So. You're correct. Yeah, a lot of people were paranoid for nothing. Let's just say that. Okay, and then a couple trivia things that yes. I ran on to. I'll, I'll see if you guys, how you do on these. It, it, it's not something that you would probably intend to look up, but what do you think was the last vehicle sold in the U.S. to have a carburation, carbureted motor? Uh, Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Okay, I've got a different answer. What years did Jeep I think Grand they Wagoneer? went all the way to, well, they never made a fuel-injected Grand Wagoneer, and they stopped selling them, I believe, in 90 or 91. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that. It might have been 89 or 90. Right, right in that range is, is as far as the Jeep Grand Wagoneers well, went, and they were never fuel-injected. Well, the, the, old, the basic Wrangler, the YJ, uh, was up to, what, 96, 95, 96? Was there a skipped year? Because they didn't go injected, I thought, till no, the TJ early, came No, out. the early ones were. Were there some injected uh, YJs? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I thought that it was a Subaru. I thought it was a Subaru of some kind. I don't remember which hmm. model, but nineteen ninety uh, Subaru Justy. Oh, a nineteen ninety Subaru yeah. Justy is what I what I read. So yeah, hmm. I think Fernando's okay. right on. And then uh, last vehicle to have a. Hang on, I'm going to debate that one. Give me one second here, because I got to look up <laughs> when the last Grand Wagoneer was made, because I think whoever said that was wrong. Uh, they're wrong. They made. I, I was right in the first place. I should have kept with my first. My first answer. They made Grand Wagoneers until 1991, so whoever put that out is wrong, Craig. The Grand okay. Wagoneer was the last vehicle carbureted. I know that one for a fact. And then the last vehicle to have a mechanical speedometer, or odometer, I'm sorry, odometer. Oh, last one with a mechanical? Oh, oh that's a tough one. Last one with, uh, Fernando, you're the parts guy. What do you think? <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I, you know, without my friend Google, I, I just don't know. Between me and Google, we know a lot. I mean, that Dodge truck we were just talking about a moment ago has probably got to be right up there because by the mid-'90s, everything was running an electronic speedometer at that point. And by the way, for everybody listening, partly why they did that was to eliminate a lot of the rollbacks and things that were happening because they went to digital readouts and things like that. So they did that to keep the rollback end of things from happening. That wasn't just because of technology improving it was because a lot of that was being forced because guys would you know mechanic you know, mechanical speedometer you could roll back easier right but he was talking about the mechanical odometer you had some vehicles that had i think an electronically driven speedometer but it's the still odometer was still mechanical so uh, could I, be too that might get tricky i, I that I one i don't know craig 2003 pontiac grand prix 2000 grand prix still had a mechanical three okay grand prix. i didn't know that I wouldn't have thought it went that far. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so. that, not that they were great cars, but anyways. Yeah, okay. Well, enjoy your uh, monster truck. We'll do it. No, Craig, thanks. I appreciate that as well. Thanks, as always. Yes, no, thank you. And great trivia, by the way. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to – whoever whoever posted the, the Justy thing in 90 is wrong because I, I know for a fact, and Fernando, you do too, the Grand Wagoneers, they never had fuel injection. Well, maybe the article got confused between uh, last vehicle and last car. Oh, well, that could be. I mean, oh, good point. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, you could be right. right on that one. Good point. All right, let's go to Roy real quick here. Roy, welcome. How are you, sir? 
Hello, Roy. Hey, I'm here. How are you today? Good. What can we do for you, sir? Let me get you off speaker there. So, a little history on this. Uh, I'm in my late 60s. I'm a longtime motorhead and a longtime service, emphasize that, electrician. Okay. So I've been exposed to a lot of electrical things, both cars and otherwise. I have a 2011 Ford Fiesta that my daughter drives. I purchased it new at Phil Long in 2011. Should have been an omen that at the end of the first year, battery fails. Uh, called the dealer. They said, bring it in, because uh, I had to jump it to start it. In cold weather, that's a key issue here. Uh, brought it in. They tested it out. They said, there's nothing wrong with it. You must have drained the battery, left the dome light on, left an electronic device plugged in, etc. A week later, it did the same thing. Had it towed in because it had a towing insurance in the first year. They said, yes, it's got a marginal battery. We'll replace it. We don't like it. We think you did it. Replace the battery. On we go a few years. Every winter, somewhere between freezing weather and zero-degree weather, left outside overnight, won't start in the morning. Never a performance issue, never a running issue once it starts. Uh, the car has not, and my daughter has had it to the East Coast and back. It's had five batteries in five years. Wow. I've taken it, I've taken it to my favorite mechanic who I've dealt with for 15 years, is very diligent, works on all kinds of vehicles. He starts in right away the immediate checklist things. All right, is there a paper clip in one of the 12 volt power ports? Do you have a dome light on? Do you have a glove box light that stays on? Trunk lid light that stays on. Well, it's a hatchback, so there's no trunk light lid. Right. Goes through the parasitic drain tests. Turn it off with the uh, amp meter on the cable in series with the circuit. Everything shuts down. Goes to micro or milliamps drain right mm -hmm. where it should by manufacturer standards. Went through that twice in a two-month period. Put another battery in. Test the alternator. Alternator tests fine. Went through this for the last two winters. Uh, went to a glass mat battery. He says, that's the only thing I can think of because the alternator tests fine. Uh, checks the starter drain on when, you, when it does start. Everything's just fine. Put the glass mat battery in. Made it through the last of that winter. Everything's fine. Starts doing it again the following winter. Uh, took it into him again this winter after it does it. And he says, you know, there's nothing left but the alternator. He says, I'm tired of testing this alternator. I'm tired of running my fourth parasitic drain test. We're going to put an alternator in. Maybe it's not charging it, and we're just not seeing it. Put an alternator in. Everything was fine. Uh, my daughter left town on a vacation for two weeks. It was parked outside for two weeks. Comes back, starts perfectly. Night before last, it's out all night won't start the next morning she's come to accept that she has to have one of the little lithium-ion jump yep. packs yep. the only thing that we've ever found that helps maybe even just a little is i bought from napa one of the uh solar panel chargers yep. that you plug into a 12 mm -hmm. volt power yep. port yep that keeps it from draining sometimes but when the weather gets really cold 
it does it again. I've been on the Internet for hours and hours and hours searching this thing. I found a possible problem with a recall with electric door locks, and the recall was done. Uh, I found another thing on the Internet about instrument clusters uh, in the Fiesta of 11 or around those years that might have caused a power drain. I am at wit's end on this thing. Yeah, that's definitely a very tricky one. I'm, I'm, I'm. Sounds like all the right testing was done yeah. multiple times, and but yep. I, I'm catching two things that I'm leaning towards. The problem only seems to occur when you're, you know, basically dealing with below freezing conditions, which is harsher on a battery anyway when it comes to voltage required, um, and you know, thinking about the quiescent draws and all that kind of stuff. My only question is, was any of the quiescent draw testing done with the vehicle outside below freezing? Yeah, it was not. It was all pulled in his service. Yeah, probably yeah, in the shop. yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I, I can only assume. I can only make an assumption that there's something that's temperature dependent. Yep. That's causing that draw only when it's below freezing, which yep. doesn't seem to necessarily make sense. Although maybe a mechanical relay that's supposed to flip to an open circuit that's sticking when it's below freezing. So here's how I would do, and I got to run to break, but here's how I would do this quickly, Roy, since you're on the electrical side and know things fairly well. I would start pulling fuses to certain systems before that car gets parked overnight and determine whether any of those change anything. So, for example, the, the radio. Let's unhook that overnight and see if there's any issues in that system or some of the other systems that Jeff just talked about. And I would, and I would keep a logbook, of course, you know, one fuse at a time, and see if you can at least get to the circuit that actually is causing the problem, and then that way you can at least isolate it that way. But that's the only, that, I, I don't know any other way to do this. No, no shop's going to be able to handle this. They don't have time you know, and can't charge you enough money to do this. You'll have to do this on your own. Okay. But that's how I would do it. I would start pulling a fuse at night, let it sit, you know. And again, like on on the radio, for example, no offense, she could drive three or four days without one and see what it does. Absolutely, she can. And that's how I would do it. I would just start isolating circuits that you know you don't need and see what happens. Okay. Okay. So no no history. I not on that one that I know of. of. No. What would the dealer? bring up anything on this instrument cluster recall or alleged recall you can call them with your vin number and they will tell you that's all i can tell you on that and that's all they'll tell you give them the vin number and ask okay okay gotta run with that roy thanks so that's how i would work on it wayne hang tight we're up against a break we'll be right back though guys don't go any work this is drive radio klz 560 Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. 
Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. You might be misinformed about your home insurance policy, and while you're making the claim, is not the time to find out. Paul Lewinberger knows this and will educate you about the types of home insurance so you can make the right choices. There are three different kinds of home insurance. Structural home insurance covering the outside, liability insurance for if someone gets hurt on your property, and contents insurance for possessions inside the home. Paul knows that the insurance money received after a big loss is often not enough for total loss replacement In fact, with other companies, there is no such thing as total loss replacement. That's unique to Paul. Make sure your coverage matches your premium. Otherwise, you can't have the peace of mind that you should have with insurance. Work with someone who will make sure you have the right policy. Call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789 to learn about getting coverage that gives you peace of mind. All right, we are back. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4, his good friend Fernando joining us as well. And Wayne and Greeley, give me one second here. I did find the article that Craig from Wheat Ridge called in about, and this one's a little bit deceiving because they are saying car with fuel injection, and yes, that would be the 90 Even the ancient Omni Horizon twins got TBI for the last year of production, but then it says they kept a carbureted engine in the Jeep Grand Wagoneer until... 1991. So even in that same article. So they must have said car, like Jeff said, versus, uh, you know, SUV or, in this case, Jeep. So Wayne and Greeley, though, you're up, sir. What's going on? Hi, John. Well, first of all, I didn't get any snow up here. You guys got it all. We got a bunch. You can have it. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to shovel this morning. No, but I didn't. no most, most, up, most of the stuff up north didn't get a whole lot. 
we didn't get anything. Yep. But anyway, I uh, here I had kind of a wild moment here. <laughs> I just uh, I've been I read Auto Buy magazine a lot. I use it in my library downstairs while I'm uh, in the bathroom. And um, anyway, I've been reading it for several months, and uh, I kept seeing a station wagon in there that really interested me. So. I just said, ah, oh, to heck with it. I'm going to see about getting it, and I ended up getting it, oh. uh, ordering it. It's it's on its way on a truck right now from nice. Idaho. What is it? It's a 94 Chevy Caprice wagon, classic. No. Okay, yep, yep, uh, know it very well. Yep. Yeah, it's port-injected LT1, yeah. Gen 2 LT1 in it. Yep. And, um, it, it's, it's got about 70,000 on it. The, it. It belonged... To Kenny, to a NASCAR driver. Oh. Okay. Kenny, Kenny something. Okay. Anyway, if that wasn't that didn't matter to me because I don't watch NASCAR really at all. My sister does, but I don't. But uh, that didn't mean much. He signed the glove box and all. Okay. But uh, it's got it's got dual flow masters on it, I guess, and. Um, I'm wondering now if I might have screwed up because they don't have emissions in Idaho or back there. I, I assume he got the car with cats on it when he bought it. Probably. But now if they put duels on it, maybe they took those off. Uh, I don't you, know. you won't know till you see it. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm not up against that, that i got to put cats on that. That I took my 95 truck over there, and it had a cat on it, and it ran right through, but... I don't know what this 94 is going to do. And I assume you you are now part of that out in Greeley, right? I'm sorry? You are part of that out in Greeley. You didn't used to be, but you were added a few years ago, right? Um, for the emissions for, testing? For testing. Yeah. Well, this had testing since I moved over here 10 years ago. Okay. That's, yeah. I mean, it wasn't always there. That's my point. It was added at a, at a later it, date. So, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know when they when they started it over here. Yeah. So you so your, your only choices, Wayne, would be to either make it emissions compliant or find an address or someplace to register it where it's out of that area. You could do that. Okay. Say, say I don't have cats. Um how expensive is that going to be to put a couple cats on that thing? Do you have any idea? I mean, a couple I know grand, are, probably at you know, least. It's it, it's gone up a lot now with all the California rules being adopted here in Colorado. So. Yeah, you can't just put a regular old cat on it. No, it has to meet California 50, standards. Yep, got to do the fifty state legal one. Yep. Does that does that, that mean you can have, find one? Yeah, Fernando. Thank you. That yeah, if you can find one, that's right, Wayne. Fernando just chimed in, and he's correct. That's if you can find the right one. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, I'll keep my fingers. Once crossed. you see it, let, you know. Send me a picture. Once you get it, we'll go from there, Wayne. Yeah, I got some good pictures of. It. He sent me about forty pictures. Nice. On, I got it from a Clemmy uh, Classic Cars in in um, Davenport, Iowa. They got a big museum back there, I guess. Uh, I've uh, heard of them. Yes. Classic Car Museum. Yeah. Uh, they were just selling this one off for Kenny's relatives, I guess. Okay. Good and, stuff. Um, Wayne, anyway, i got to run. Top of the yeah. hour. Thank you so much. Fernando, hang tight. We'll be back here over the top of the hour. Gary and Erie, you've got a comment on Roy's problem from earlier on his Fiesta, so we'll talk about that in a moment, guys. Don't go anywhere. We are Top of the Hour News. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4, his good friend Fernando with us as well. We do have a couple lines open. We're only going to answer questions for another hour because we're going to replay that last hour 
at noon because I'm going to Monster Jam with my grandkids. So we'll be back here in a moment. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.